0: How's it going everybody. It's October 6th. You know, I didn't think I was going to do an episode this week because I'm down in Oklahoma City. I'm uh, getting surgery this week. It's no big deal. Don't worry about me. But um I realized I'm, I got to sit in the hotel all day and I don't really have anything to do besides a little bit of work here and there. And uh, I have a very interesting and uh teachable moment to share with everyone. Um, So this podcast is going to fall into kind of the the preparedness category, the the firearms category, the concealed carry category. Um, As a lot of you probably know, I'm somebody who has a concealed carry. I carry often, uh, if not most of the time. But like almost everyone that carries, we all have those times where we just think, "Ah, I don't need it or... It would be uncomfortable. I'm just, you know, I'm wearing athletic shorts right now. I don't want to have to strap on my rig. And so we we leave it behind. We leave it in the safe. We leave it in the car. We toss it in a bag. And we we kind of hope that, you know, 99.999% of the time, of course, you will never need a gun, which is why people who are kind of opponents of concealed carry will will think you're crazy for carrying a gun, and carrying it often. But I have a little story to share on uh, why it's a good idea to carry a gun. Because I checked into the motel that is about a couple miles away from the surgery and the hotel, I'm not going to say the hotel's name, but I'll tell you it was kind of uh, down, not downtown OKC, but South Oklahoma City, and it was on Western Avenue. And I used to live in a in the Oklahoma City area for a while. It's been a while since I've been down to OKC. And I don't know if I just forgot, but holy cow, are there a lot of Homeless people and crackheads and tweakers and just general human garbage walking around. And that was the first thing I noticed when I checked into the motel. And so, right off the bat, it should have been clear to me that I I probably shouldn't have been without my gun at all. But, check into the motel, get all my stuff unloaded. Change out of my clothes, put on some athletic shorts, and do a little computer work because I'm still trying to help out, even though I'm downstate. And as I'm doing computer work in my athletic shorts and nothing else, somebody tries to enter the room, and the doors are pretty crappy in the first place, and they're able to open the door, but the the lock stops it. And I don't think anything about it. I'm like, oh, it's probably just housekeeping. And I checked in a little early, so no big deal. But I go to the door, um, I open it up, and nobody's there. And there's no uh, there's no little housekeeping cart either. So I think, huh, that's a little strange. And then I go back to work, and I work for another uh, 10, 20 minutes. And then I think, oh, I got to go grab something out of my pickup because i had looked around and i said you know this place is kind of shady and in my pickup i carry a full-size pistol in the console and i didn't want to leave it in there because cars get broken into and stuff gets stolen and i didn't want to run that risk so i just grabbed my backpack that i had emptied out threw it on my back and trotted off down the stairs to the elevator and down out to the pickup Got the pistol, put the pistol in my bag, zipped up the bag and put it back on and went inside. As I'm walking back into the motel, I notice this tweaker walking in at right before I did, kind of at the same time. And it is a woman. She's probably in her 20s, um, but she looks like she's in her 50s. Of course, she's dressed in nasty clothes, has a hoodie on with the hood up and hands in her pockets and just kind of shuffling, meandering through the lobby. Not really a big deal. Like, she's, she's, number one, it's a woman. Number two, she's physically not threatening at all. So I walk on by and I go to the elevator. When I get to the elevator, she is following me, which is cool. Once again, not really that big of a threat, I don't think. So I step into the elevator. And as soon as the doors close behind me, this woman turns to me, and I can tell immediately that she's high. And she pulls out of her the pocket of her hoodie a very large knife. And immediately, I started cursing myself inwardly, and I and I figured out a couple things real quick. Um, there are a lot of people in the kind of, you know, the, the gun-carrying community that will carry a gun in a purse or in a bag or even just like on their person but without a round chambered. And I was now one of those people. Not normally one of those people, but at that moment I was because I had my backpack on and on my back and there was a gun in the backpack. But the gun in the backpack was zipped up and on my back and out of reach. It might as well have been at home in my safe because I realized I'm two feet from this person who has a knife. And just to, I don't want to kind of like dramatize this too much because she didn't pull out the knife and point it at me and say, give me money. What she did instead was pulled out the knife and held it up and said, Check this shit out. What do you think about this? And my initial reaction was just to stare back at her into her crazy drug-addled eyes, and not really know what to say for a second. I know what I what I wanted to say, um, but I won't lie. I was kind of uh, kind of shitting my pants because I know what happens in a knife fight not from experience but i've read a lot i've done a lot of research and i know that nobody wins a knife fight everybody gets hurt and if you get stuck in the right place with a knife even by a five foot five 90 pound crackhead uh you'll you're gonna bleed out in just a you know two three minutes if you get hit good in an artery so i i don't know how but i was able to remain calm and I looked back at her and I said that's a sweet knife where'd you get it I want one and my response kind of like I could tell that it wasn't really what she was expecting me to say um and I just kind of took one step back and we had a little a staring contest almost and I was trying to give her the impression with my eyes that if she was intent on, I don't know, robbing me or whatever, that the, it was going to be a bad day for everyone in the elevator, everyone meaning me and her. And I, I was kind of happy that my initial reaction wasn't just blind panic and fear, because I'll be honest. I've lived a pretty charmed life. Haven't been in a lot of fights. Haven't been in any fights since high school. Um, Not really been in many physical altercations despite working a little bit in the jailing system and juvenile detention system. I've lived a very safe, charmed life with no real violence. And so... I've never really known how I would react in a situation that was potentially life-threatening. And, uh, I I mean, I wasn't, like, impressed with myself. I was kind of shitting my pants on the inside. But I did realize immediately that if I needed to fight this knife-wielding crackhead, I I was going to be able to, and it was going to be horrible and awful. But uh, I was trying to convey that with my eyes, that... This isn't, I wasn't somebody who was just going to hand you my wallet, which I didn't have anyway. The only thing I had was my backpack and, and the only thing in it was that gun that I couldn't reach. So we stared at each other for a solid two or three seconds and then the bell dinged on the elevator and the doors slid open. And this girl had initially, when she walked into the elevator, I asked her which floor, and she said three. And we had opened up onto floor two, which was my floor. And so I kind of, while still watching her, I just started to lean towards the door, and she exited, and I exited. And I looked at her, and I said, I thought you said you were on the third floor. And she mumbled something kind of incoherently, um said she was looking for somebody, and then started to kind of look around the hall, and I started to move toward my room at that point, and I was already starting to loosen up uh, one strap of my backpack so that I could unsling my backpack, um... But even at that, even in the close quarters of the hallway, I was still going to have to unzip the backpack, get hands on the gun, and rack around into the chamber, which is a terrible situation. Don't do it. Be carrying. Anyways, I see that she starts to follow, like, my lead where I'm going, so I kind of start to walk that way, and she goes ahead of me and starts kind of moseying down the hallway And I turn around and I walk the other way. I unsling my bag, I unzip it, I get my hand inside on the gun, and I just calmly walk down the hall as if my room is the other way. And I'm kind of watching out the corner of my eye the whole time, and she's just kind of standing in the middle of the hall playing with her Rambo knife the entire time. And uh, as I get toward the end of the hall, I just make my way right to the stairs and I walk right down the stairs because it's not any – it's not going to be good for me if I, you know, pull my gun out in the hotel hallway and, you know, number one, shooter, can't do that. Number two, even to, like, challenge the crackhead – uh I don't want to get law enforcement involved in this. That was the next thing i I kind of realized do do I even want to get any sort of law enforcement involved in this Number one, are they going to do anything about it Number two I mean they might they might take her downtown put her in uh put her in holding for a day but am I gonna press charges what's the point It's going to ruin my You know, I won't be able to go do my surgery in the morning that I've been waiting on forever. Uh, It's going to ruin everything that's going on in my week. It's going to throw a hitch in my plans. So instead, I did what uh, what I would tell everyone else to do. If you can get yourself out of a bad situation without having to intervene in any way or get confrontational... That's absolutely what you should do 100% of the time. Because no matter what happens, no matter which way it goes, if I had had my gun in the elevator and she had pulled out the knife and I had been, you know, completely armed the way I normally am, and I would have put my hand on my gun and told her to put her knife away, what happens then? Does she lunge at me? Do I have to actually shoot the person? And I'll tell you right now, no matter how clear-cut and in the right you are, if you shoot somebody, you are going to probably go to jail at least for a little while before it all gets sorted out. Your gun's going to be taken, the cops are going to take you into custody, and the cops are going to try to implicate you in something. Because if you have to use your gun, the cops are not your friend. This is why when you take a concealed carry class, what you are told, is, if you say anything to the police, you're supposed to say that you were protecting your life and your life was in danger, and that's the only thing you're supposed to say. Without a lawyer present, and some people say you don't say anything except with a lawyer present. So, instead of... Uh, Instead of letting things get any worse, I went downstairs and went back to my truck for a little while and just went in and sat in my truck and immediately got a belt out of the back seat of my pickup, put it around my waist, and stuffed my big old Glock 34 into that belt. And I only had to sit there for about 30 seconds to a minute before the crackhead comes back out the front door of the lobby she'd come right back down. She looked around kind of I don't know why, kind of looking for me maybe. I don't I don't think so, but just kind of looking around and then she just slowly shuffled her way off down the street toward the rest of the homeless people that live under the bridge. And so, the the lesson we all need to learn today and the lesson I learned yesterday was you should not be without your gun if you are in a area with a lot of homeless crackheads in it, obviously. Um, and I would say you should avoid areas with homeless crackheads in them as much as you possibly can because even if you are armed and you have to and you have to act uh it's going to ruin your day, your week, your month. it might ruin your whole life. Um, especially if you're in a in an elevator because the other thing is even if I get the gun out even if she lunges at me if you were within arm's distance of somebody with a knife and they intend to cut you or stab you it doesn't matter if you shoot them you're still getting stabbed that day so everybody needs to be on their toes You need to be more aware of what your surroundings are. You need to be able to see people and assess threat levels quickly. And uh, I would say you shouldn't dismiss somebody out of hand because they are a woman or because they are small. um, Because uh, five, six inches of steel is a, a weapon, is an equalizer. And even though I'm... Much bigger than she is, and I weigh, I outweigh her by over a hundred pounds. That knife is still quite a tool for her to use against me. So, uh, anyways, I had to have this podcast this week because number one, I'm trying to do one every week. I was going to leave you guys hanging, but I really thought everyone would kind of enjoy this story. And maybe it'll make you think, if you're somebody who doesn't carry or you're somebody who thinks that uh, you shouldn't have a gun or you're somebody who maybe you do carry but you carry without a round chambered or you carry in a bag or in a purse, depending on the situation, I'm going to tell you right now that that's not a good way to carry. Number one, it's not smart to be defenseless in the first place. Number two, if you, even if you are armed, it's not smart to carry an empty gun, carry a gun in a bag where you can't get to it. It's just not smart because the whatever scenario you have in your head that you think you're going to have time to do this or do that or get a gun out of a bag or, or rack around in the chamber, whatever scenario it is that you are imagining happening, I can almost guarantee you that's not the situation that you're going to be presented with if you ever have to actually use your gun. What is usually going to happen is you're going to be within arm's distance of somebody and the situation is going to go from normal to holy shit within a single second. So if you're somebody who carries and you don't ever practice drawing, you don't ever practice shooting, you don't have a good, reliable uh, holster with retention that you can access your gun, if that's you, you are doing it wrong. Get better. Train more. If you're actually going to carry, if you're going to take this seriously and take protecting your own life and the lives of your uh, family seriously... You need to train and you need to buy a quality holster. You need to listen to actual experts on concealed carry and on self-defense. I mean actual experts. I don't mean like uh, the old man at the Cabela's store, the boomer behind the counter who doesn't know jack shit, um, or the, the dude, I don't know his name, He's on the internet and everybody makes fun of him for like uh, his goofy self-defense videos where he's always disarming attackers and karate chopping people. Find somebody who is legitimate, who knows what they're talking about, and have them teach you. Don't be too proud or too cocky to get some training from somebody who knows what they're doing. Don't be too kind of cavalier about it and think that, well, you're a, you know, you're a badass, you don't really, you don't really need any training because you, you know what you're doing. I can guarantee you if you're somebody who's never been through any training, uh, you don't know what you're doing and you're probably going to end up with a hole in your neck, um, rather than getting your gun out in time. But, uh, but those were my thoughts about the, about the gun situation. My other thought I had afterwards was what would have happened if I would have had my wife and my daughter with me and I would have been in the elevator with the crackhead and the crackhead pulls out a five, six-inch knife. And I am very grateful that my wife and my daughter were not with me because if that would have been the situation presented with me, I would and I would have been carrying I would have killed them immediately because I'm not going to risk the life of my wife or my baby on trying to talk or reason or bluff a crackhead in an elevator um so I'm I'm very thankful today I think that was a little bit of divine intervention that I came down here by myself for this uh for this pre-surgery stuff, I'm glad that my wife wasn't with me. I'm glad that my kid wasn't with me. Um, just all the way around, that situation probably went exactly as uh, as God thought it should have gone. I would I would say. So, take my advice, people. Arm yourself. Get trained. Get a quality. Get a quality gun. Don't buy a Taurus something or other. Buy a Sig P365. Buy a Glock 43. Buy a Springfield Hellcat. Buy an FN. Buy an HK. Buy something quality. Spend more than twenty bucks on a holster. Buy a quality holster. Mine's a Black Point Tactical. That's a little pricey, but they're very nice. Alien Gear. Um, even Galco is pretty good. Buy a quality holster. Quality gun. And for the love of all that is holy, practice. If you do not practice, you will not perform. And for the love of all that is holy, again, if you're not carrying it, you're not going to do any good. So that's my advice for the week. Carry your gun, train with your gun, and be prepared for violence because I don't know if you've noticed But my little trip to the city has definitely made me notice. Once again, things are getting worse. Society's getting worse. People are getting worse. There are crackheads everywhere. It looks like the frickin' Walking Dead down here. And that's a sad state of affairs. Yes, it's it's sad, and we wish it wasn't that way. But guess what? Buttercup, that's the way it is. So... Get ready. Prepare yourself for the way it is, not the way you wish it was. I'll talk to you next time on the Cabo Podcast. Thank you for your time.